You can subscribe, rate, comment and share The Leader through your podcast provider. And get in touch with us using the hashtag The Leader Podcast. We love hearing from you. And thank you to everyone for your kind words following our National Press Award nomination for News Podcast of the Year. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. After nine are killed in a terrorist attack, Germany tries to confront the resurgence of the far right. This is the great bogeyman for Germany, the resurgent far right, given the country's Nazi past. Uh, People are saying it it really is a massive wake-up call. The Evening Standard's Alan Hall in Berlin tells the leader the Hanau attack was what the government has long feared. And... It's got a self-portrait of him on the the note, and I believe also a bit of another one of his paintings as well. I mean, at a stroke, it's going to become the most seen artwork in the country. Arts correspondent Rob Dex on the Turner painting taken off the wall and put into people's hands on the new £20 note. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, what happened in Hanau? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. In a sealed area outside the Lavotra Shisha Bar in Hanau, forensic officers in white suits are examining a murder scene. Here are some of the victims of Tobias R. In a series of drive-by shootings in the market town east of Frankfurt, he killed nine people in an attack being treated as domestic terrorism, carried out by a far-right fanatic. The Evening Standard's Alan Hall is in Berlin. Alan, to the best of our knowledge, what happened in Hanau? The police were called to the centre of Hanau, a town of about 100,000 people, not very far from Frankfurt, Germany's financial capital, around 10 o'clock last night. And what had happened was a gunman in a black BMW drew up and started shooting indiscriminately at uh, young people in a shisha lounge. These are bars across Germany that don't serve alcohol but appeal to immigrant, immigrant communities who like to go there and smoke molasses-based tobacco in uh, hooker pipes. And uh, he murdered five people there, including a 20-year-old Bosnian, a young Turk and a Polish waitress. He moved on to another shisha lounge across town, only about a a kilometre and a half, two miles away, and killed a further four people. A victim there was a 35-year-old pregnant woman among them. His black BMW was found abandoned outside, it's believed, that the registration of that allowed police to storm a house at three in the morning and there find the body of Tobias, a 
43-year-old German national, dead alongside the body of his 72-year-old mother who he had killed. Uh, and the drama essentially was over because police said, after initially thinking there may be more than one shooter, that he was the only perpetrator. The drama may have been over, Alan, but that's where the police investigation begins. Why are they tying this man to the far right? He left behind in his flat a rambling 24-page letter in which he railed against people such as Israelis and North Africans, saying they should be, quote, exterminated, and also a video message in which he launched a bizarre tirade against devil worshippers in America. Uh, some of the video message was actually in flawless English. It's been, a, a as you might imagine, a tremendous uh, a shock for Germany, not only because of the numbers of loss of life, but because it brings into sharp focus what experts have been saying for some time, that the neo-Nazis are on the rise, are arming and are pose a very, very dangerous threat to society. Yeah, how worried has Germany been about that potential rise of the, the far right? The warnings have been there for some time from some people. Yes, this is the third far right attack that has claimed life in a year and of course the, the most uh, deadliest. This has been building for about the last five years ever since Angela Merkel's decision to allow in uh, close to a million refugees from the from Syria and other war-torn lands in the Middle East. And this is the great bogeyman for Germany, the resurgent far-right, given the country's Nazi past. Uh, people are saying it, it really is a massive wake-up call. And how is the government responding to this, then? If the, the people of Germany are concerned about the far-right, that rise of far-right, we now have this incident, you've talked about those previous incidents, what can the government do? Well, the trouble is, of, of course, like any society, I mean, it's same in England with, um, with terrorism or, or indeed anywhere in the world, that we know that the forces of law and order are working hard to keep us safe. And they've, they say in Germany that many, many um, attacks have been thwarted. Uh, the trouble with the neo-Nazi scene now is that it is fracturing along IRA cell type lines. So one cell in one... Uh, of the 16 federal states will not know what the other is doing in order to maintain secrecy. We do know that they are they have stockpiled weapons, that they go for shooting weekends in Czech Republic and other re remote places. The government promises that efforts will be redoubled to counter this threat, but today really is a day for, for cancelling uh, official engagements. For instance, in, in Munich today is the uh, today next Tuesday rather is a very famous fashion Dienstag uh, um, Fat Tuesday Mardi Gras, uh, which has been cancelled uh, in honour of the victims. And uh, but there's no they're under no illusions that it is a very dangerous situation. And Heiko Maas, the foreign minister, said that he confirmed. He said the far right is unfortunately, on the rise again in Germany. And you can read more of Alan Hall's coverage in the Evening Standard newspaper or online at standard.co.uk. Next. People who would never think of stopping to go into an art gallery or to watch the film of his life or any of those other things will hopefully... Sit. I mean, I know we're moving towards a cashless society and that money is tight, but, I mean, hopefully they'll stop and have a look at it. Arts correspondent Rob Dex on what's about to become Turner's best-known artwork, his self-portrait 
on a £20 note. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who wants a priceless artwork for 20 quid? Well, now you sort of can have one. The new £20 note features a self-portrait of J.M.W. Turner, replacing economist Adam Smith and one of his most famous paintings, The Fighting Temeraire. The Evening Standard's editorial is welcoming the changes. The new £20 note might seem solely a celebration of tradition, but it is worth remembering Turner was a radical in his day, whose other works included Slave Ship, an 1840 painting created to expose the exploitation and horror of slavery. It means the new note is one that everyone should be happy to hold in their hand. Our arts correspondent Rob Dex is here. Rob, the name Turner's probably familiar. His artworks certainly are, but who was? J.M.W. Turner. Depending who you ask, he may well be the greatest British artist of all time. Um, I mean, from our point of view, it's brilliant that he's on a £20 note because he's also a Londoner, son of a Covent Garden hairdresser, of all things, um, who rose from fairly humble origins to become the greatest painter of his time and perhaps of all time, as I say, depending who you ask. Of course, the thing about this £20 note is that people are clearly going to be asking about Turner, but they're going to be seeing Turner artwork. Exactly. It's got a self-portrait of him on the, the note and I believe also a bit of another one of his paintings as well. I mean, there are apparently two billion £20 notes in circulation. Obviously, most of those are from before this one. But, um, I mean, at a stroke, it's going to become the most seen artwork in the country. It, it, you couldn't ask for better promotion. It's going to rival some of his better-known works then. Oh, completely. And, and people who would never think of stopping to go into an art gallery or to watch the film of his life or any of those other things will hopefully sit, I mean I know we're moving towards a cashless society and that money is tight but I mean hopefully they'll stop and have a look at it what kind of things did Turner paint then what would people recognize um he's I mean th- this is a self-portrait that's on the note I mean one that again which is great for us one of the great passions of his life was the Thames he built a house for himself specifically by the Thames with a great big huge window to look out on the Thames so he could paint it. He would often get in a rowboat and paddle off down the river. He even built a special sort of contraption so he could paint sitting up in the boat. Um, so, I mean, the, the Thames, the weather, that sort of West London at that time, which was kind of almost rural suburbs of the city, was, was kind of where he 
worked for years and years and was one of his abiding passions. So you'd recognise those landscapes. And I guess, as you've said, this will become one of the most recognised artworks in the country. It's nice to take art off the wall and put it in people's hands, isn't it? It is because it means, A, it means people who don't normally see it, see it. And it also means people who do normally see it, see it in a slightly different way. You get a different view of it if you're seeing it on a regular basis. It depends how many £20 notes are passing through your hands at any one time. But yeah, I mean, there are no negatives to it. I mean, I, I, it was unveiled today at the Tate Gallery. And Tate must be delighted because if people go to Google Turner and think, where do I see these works? Up pops the Tate and hopefully they pop along. And that's The Leader. Please subscribe through your podcast provider and tell people about us too. Use the hashtag The Leader Podcast. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Mm-hmm.